Welcome to Purpose and Productivity, a podcast made possible by the SkyPass Group of Companies and SkyLife Success. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Well, at the end of another week, some of the requests came to talk about goals and dreams. If you went on YouTube, you'd find a lot of clips of me doing that in the early days of my career. And somewhere along the line, I changed some of the models in which I began to operate, but the basic premise remained the same. Part of goals is living a legacy of those that taught you how to have them, trying to honor the lives of those who you wanted to emulate, as you decided that their lives would be worthy of learning from, not to replicate them and become miniatures of them, but to utilize the teachings that they utilized in their own lives to transform them. Some of my major heroes uh, have been shared with you through this medium on multiple occasions. One of them, obviously, is my father, who I learned quite a lot from in the early days, and actually rely on now for feedback during these stages. The other day he sent me a small blurb on a feedback from a message he had heard me say, and he says, I learned from you, it was articulate, it was well captioned, and it was well captured. But one of the premises that I have always used in Goals and Dreams is the issue of believing you belong. We have a great amount of disbelief now in the ability to for individuals to have goals and dreams. Ironically, they look at the past and the disheveled past that may be cultural, may be societal, may be uh, anthropological or whatever, and they believe in their hearts that they don't belong where they are competing. And as a result, they demand or they deliver based on that lack of belief. Now, recently I saw a statistic in the United States where the number of migrant groups here have slowly but surely within a generation escalated to some incredible heights by accomplishing some amazing things as a people group. From just the year 2003 and 2005 after the war in Iraq, a group of people called the Chaldeans were displaced from Iraq. These are people who had Catholic origins And within just one generation, the people who were born here took on the plight of that which the people who came here brought with them. They learned some of the foundations of those lessons. They believed they belonged where they were. They never gave up on the traditions of where they came from. So some of the foundations of goal setting and believing you belong are articulated in two or three concepts. Now, wherever you are in the world, uh, as you're listening to this, you may be struggling with this concept of how do I believe I belong? I came from the wrong side of the tracks. I don't know how to compete in arenas where people seem to be more sophisticated than I am, more learned than I am. I went to a small school in a small town and suffer from a small self-image as a result. I cannot compete against those who have Ivy League educations. That is a fallacy of the biggest level, if there ever was one, and this is a David and Goliath syndrome. The issue of David and Goliath has been there since the beginning of time. What are the Goliaths in your life that are preventing you from living a life that is worthy of honor, 
But more importantly, what are the Goliaths in your life that are preventing you from achieving any of the things you want to achieve in this world because they are so overbearing and so uh, seemingly insurmountable? I remember one kid was once asked about uh, David and Goliath and said, why do you think that David won? And he says, oh, that's easy. David had God on his side. Now, David did not have God physically on his side, but he had the belief that he was called for that battle and as a result belonged in that battle. He didn't look at Goliath as uh, someone who was nine feet tall and was formidable. He looked at him as an enemy who he could destroy based on the fact that he believed he belonged. So some of the principles I want to give you today as you look at this Friday and uh, begin to engage in your strong end. Yep, you heard me right. We have shared it here before. The word strong end comes from one of Mr. Ziegler's friends by the name of Bernie Lofchik in Winnipeg, Canada. Brother Bern, as Mr. Ziegler referred to him, always said that he was getting ready to go into the strong end. He says negative people called it the weak end. Now, whether you subscribe to that level of motivation or not, I believe you need to begin to subscribe to it because A, it will put a little pep in your step. B, it will give you a little gumption to your assumption. The first principle I want to orchestrate for you is is called seeing the destination. See, success is going to where success is and hoping that by sheer centripetal force you're sucked in. It is not looking at the isms and schisms that keep you at the fence on the outer perimeter, looking at other people dining at a good table, sipping a good beverage, and having nice conversations. It is not the looking in the window syndrome. Seeing the destination is actually beginning to believe that you're capable of sitting there, you're capable of dining with them, You have all of the deportment and civility necessary to carry on a conversation with them. This is playing the game with the idea of a future skill attitude saying, hey, I will arrive there. Dr. King, when he says that I believe that every person is on the content of their character, I believe character is the ability to have pride in the mundane. I believe character is the design and the destiny of every living human being to be invited to the banquet. But character will get you there. Character will keep you there. Character sometimes gets people to the banquet, but a lack of belief that they belong at the banquet is what gets them uninvited the next time. There's a lot of stutter and stammer around success. Success has gotten a bad rap over the last 30 to 40 years because success is now a blame game. If it is generational wealth, we say that that person is inept, they didn't deserve it because their grandfathers made it on someone else's back. If it is first generation wealth, we say, oh, they got lucky because they stumbled on an idea that actually belongs to people. No matter who succeeds, it almost is as if somebody else is convinced that that is a conspiracy and that success needs to belong to everybody. While it is true that success is available to everybody, believing you belong in success is actually visualizing the destination. I use a story I often quote when I ask Mr. Ziegler if I could do what he was doing that time, and I'll never forget the place it was. He was speaking to a large gathering of people in Chicago at a majestic ballroom. And I said, Mr. Ziegler, can I ever do this? And he looked at me and he said, of course you can. My immediate reaction was, I can't imagine doing it. 
Somehow in my mind, I was convinced that to arrive at that pinnacle, to be in that majestic ballroom, to be on that stage in front of an august group of people hanging on to your every word, who not only brought you there because of your reputation, paid you handsomely for your reputation, and then waited to stand and applaud because you did deliver that which your reputation convinced them even before you got there. And so there I was watching this spectacle as a spectator, walking up to the person who was a participator and asking him that fundamental question. Do you think I can do this? His response would have been hypocritical if he had just told the audience that they could be what they wanted to be, do what they wanted to do, and have what they wanted to have. But as a result of the fact that I was working for him, somehow he could give me a lesser uh, important goal or a lesser important target because he knew me. No, he believed that I could do it. And his response to me was so straightforward. He said, of course you can. My immediate response is to always reject, and I have often contended this and probably to some other people's consternation, is that I don't think most people are, 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 are wanting of success or afraid of failure. I think they fear success. Yep, you heard me right. A lot of people fear success. So when he says, yeah, of course you can, and I said, I can't imagine, his immediate response was the one I needed to liberate me. He said, if you don't imagine, you'll never be there. If you can't imagine, you'll never belong. He says, not only should you imagine yourself up here speaking to a crowd either the same size or bigger with more august bearings, but you should imagine them hanging on to your every word, rolling in the eyes in the aisles every time you said something funny, and standing in unison and applauding you for an encore when you were done. That is the seeing the destination. It is not just beginning the journey. It is not just picking up and trying to participate. It is not just learning so that you can be welcome on the journey or sit in the right part of the train when you're taking the journey. It is experiencing the end of the journey, seeing the destination, not your voyage, and staking your claim. This is Edmund Hillary climbing Mount Everest and not for a second saying, you know what? I don't imagine or even begin to contend how I got up here. I was just walking along and suddenly I came to the top of Mount Everest. He would not have said that and nobody in a million years would have believed him had he said it too. It takes planning, it takes preparation, but you have to see the destination. The second thing is you have to study the distance between where you are and where you wanna go. In training, we call this the learning gap. In education, it is a course that will begin to make you understand where you are and where you'll come. This is looking at the past that brought you to where you are, the present where you presently are, and the future where you think and hope and pray that you belong. Study the distance. Study the gap. What are the skills you're going to need to get there? Most people want to come into the future by just taking their present arsenal and hoping that their past misgivings are forgiven and not make any change along the way. These are people demanding that they arrive at the future without having had any change in the process. Unless you study the distance between where you are and where you're going to be, traveling that distance is going to take forever. Gauging the distance is going to take a lifetime. Understanding the distance is going to be exhausting. Study the distance. Study the skill you will need to match up with the will you have so that when you arrive at Checkpoint Charlie, you can look back and say, hey, not only did I believe I belonged, but I carefully articulated to myself what every step of the way would include and what it would involve. And you then begin to identify, interpret for yourself 
the specifics. Now, once you study the distance, you settle the difference between where you are and where you want to be. This is a self-image adjuster. If I looked at my father and said, Dad, the only reason you are where you are is because of the influence that the British Empire had on India, and you were all of 10 when India got liberated, then somehow I am going to now be left wanting. That's not settling the difference. That is accepting the difference, understanding the difference, being embedded in the difference, and not understanding that this difference will make a difference. Yep, it is strange to look at that sequence of events, but when I wrote American Dream from an Indian Heart, a lot of people gave me flack for that, saying that, you know, you sometimes are too flippant when you look at the past and the present. I'm not flippant. I understand tradition. I understand my background. I understand whence I came from and where I'm going. But settling the difference is realizing that someone else's baggage is not mine to carry. By the same token, someone else's hurt is not my burden. By the same issue, someone else's betrayal to someone else is not my guilt to bear. Settle the difference and then spread the discourse. This morning, I was really frustrated when I was driving into work, and I actually yelled out to myself when I heard the radio, for the umpteenth time this week, tell me how many people have died of this disease, how many people have infected of this disease, and how many people in a nursing home got the disease. And I said, why can't you guys spread the discourse of some hope? What is wrong with society that they just don't want to get on the airwaves and say, by the way, the number of people uh, is not an issue while we are going to be careful and we're going to be considerate of those that are suffering from it and those that are afraid of getting it. We want to convince those that are taking the necessary precautions that you're doing the right thing. And if you feel these symptoms come on, you need to be responsible. Give us hopeful advice. Don't talk about death, damnation, disease, and defeat every single minute just because you know that it is something that sells. When you see the destination of where you want to arrive, when you look at how you're going to split the distance between where you are and how you're going to get there, when you settle the difference saying, I'm not going to rely on someone else's guilt, I'm not going to carry anybody else's burden, and I'm not going to react to someone else committing an atrocity on someone else. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Yesterday ended with last night. I believe I belong where I am. And I'm going to spread hope, not just to myself, but to those around me. This is what will allow you to believe you belong, allow you to live a handsome and a hopeful legacy. Until next time, believe you belong. That concludes another episode of Purpose and Productivity with Chris Dunham, brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at chrisdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.